just when you thought the day couldn't get any better, we got Patrick Crichton from 97.5 here in Houston. We're going to talk about this JV trade. We're going to ask Patrick if he thinks the Astros did enough and to maybe grade the Astros trades of Kendall Grayman and Justin Verlander, both making a homecoming with Houston Astros. Let's start right now. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game has turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive I love when we have Patrick Crichton with us. Always Stros. All right. Speaking of Patrick, uh, where can I find you and uh, listen to you? Uh, at P. Crichton1 on the X Twitter, whatever we're calling it today. Uh, on uh, Instagram that I really only use to spy on my kids. And, uh, of course, on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5, and on the ESPN Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. Alrighty, so we're definitely going to address the Justin Verlander trade that happened earlier today. We're also going to uh, look at Kendall Graveman, kind of look at all the other trades that have happened over the last few days. Did the Astros do enough? Um, what do we need to... Um, what happens to the rotation? And um, what did the Astros give up for Justin Verlander because it was a lot. And I, I think that uh, if you're looking at the prospect hall, but Dana Brown made a comment, we'll talk about it pretty soon. But one interesting thing to kind of uh, get us started in second boys is the fact that Dana Brown said that he actually specifically said, we tried to get Brooks Rayleigh, but uh, we just couldn't make it work. I'm like, I didn't think you're supposed to be so specific about things, but guys, we specifically want you to listen to the Locked On Astros podcast and make us your daily listen. Become an everydayer. Go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Locked On Astros podcast. So I have a whole bunch of comments from Dana Brown here, but uh, before we listen to that, Patrick, I've already heard this guy over here talk a lot about the the trade deadline. I want to hear what you think about the trade deadline. Fellas, today does not suck. We're getting the band back together. <laughs> you know, we got a, what was it, 256 miles to Chicago, got a half pack of smokes and a full tank of gas. Hit it! We're ready to go. Man, this, this was the move they needed to make, right? This was the big move, the big answer that now rebalances the power in the American League. Because we've gone kind of to the point here where, look, there is nothing that pains me more than giving credit to the Arlington Junkrabbers. Nothing pains me more than that. But they have spent incredible amounts of money each of the last two off-seasons to make their team better after basically being whipping boys for the last half decade. They made a lot of really good moves to the deadline. The Astros had to make a move. They had to respond. They had to rebalance the power. 
and what they've done first with the addition of Kendall Graveman and then today with the reacquisition of Justin Verlander is not only have they reshifted the balance of power in the AL West, they have reshifted the balance of power in the American League. This is now the six-man rotation that was so dominant last year back together again. This now gives you that bullpen that was number one in the American League last year. Well, now you have Ryan Presley, Brian Abreu, Kendall Graveman, Hector Neris as your back four. That's a lockdown back four. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Stanek and Maton as your guys uh, to kind of bridge five, six. Montero's going to be your mop-up guy. We're only going to see him up big or down big. This team is whole again. Jordan is back. Altuve is back. I'm not trying to put any jinxes out here when it comes to Michael Brantley. Okay? We've heard that he is now, you know, at that point that he usually has a setback, but he hasn't had a setback yet. So, you know, we're kind of, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's not have – and he setbacks at Michael Brantley, even if he can only come back as a, as a DH most of the time, right? That's still a better bat than pretty much anything you were getting at the deadline. This has been – this is exactly the moves that it took. And you know what? Uh, between, between Jim Crane and our new favorite uncle, Uncle Steve, we're having a hell of a day. And I couldn't have said it any better, any more succinctly. But I, I want to speak to this because we didn't get to this with Kenny earlier. Um, how important do you think a role JV plays with? You know, Hunter Brown has had an up and down year. He started hot. He struggled lately. JP France has been our most consistent pitcher, right? Javier struggled. How important is JV coming back to this, not only with the young rookie pitchers, but the veterans, as they struggle, how much of a psychological boost is this for the entire rotation as a whole? Well, listen, it's psychological boost for the whole team. right? We saw this in 2017. When the Astros did not make a move, the July 31st deadline, they what, lost 9 of 12. You had players, Dallas Keuchel being the most outspoken. Why does it matter believe in us? We've held up our end of the bargain. Then when they made the move, uh, on August 31st, two seconds to midnight, to get Justin Verlander, they rattle off six in a row. They finish the season 21-8, and eight, and, of course, they go on to win a World Series. I'd say that's kind of a big shift in momentum. So I would expect that. Look, one of the things we've seen about Justin Verlander as an Astro over the last several years is that when he's on the mound, this team raises its level of play. Everybody raises their level of play. But more specifically to what you were talking about with the rotation, and it extends to the bullpen. Now, going to that sixth man, right, where now we have JV and Fromber back at the front. This alleviates the workload on Javier, on Brown, on JP France. I know France wasn't part of this at the beginning of the year, but he is now because at the rate he's going, he is going to throw a career high in innings. Hunter Brown threw a career high in innings last year. Christian Javier threw a career high in innings last year. Fromber Valdez threw a career high in innings last year. Having that guy to give you that extra day and knowing that every day, doesn't matter who it is, every day you're throwing the quality starter on the mound where, what, who's your worst starter? Jose Arquiti? He's pretty good. Right. Yeah. That now takes the inning strain. It gives everybody that extra day of rest and everybody now gets better. Just as we saw everybody get better last year from this. Also, the alleviation of the incredible workload of the bullpen. They got four guys in the top 10 
in appearances. And, you know, the fact that Abreu leads the league in appearances and Ryan Presley is top four, that's not how this worked last year when they were the number one bullpen uh, in baseball. These guys had a lot more downtime. And you know what? Having uh, another guy who can go seven innings every time he takes the ball, uh, adding Kendall Graveman to kind of alleviate and spread out the workload at the back of the pen. These are the things the Astros desperately needed to do because as much as people want to say about, oh, do we need another hitter? You know, is Altuve coming back? Is Jordan coming back? The Astros are built to win on pitching and defense. They shut you down. They play great defense. They don't beat themselves. And look, we've seen the pitching hasn't quite been as good as they've been crushed by injuries, especially to the rotation. Some guys haven't had their best years following up after last year in the bullpen. Guys have been overworked. Now that sort of alleviates, and you're doing it with a guy who's going to the Hall of Fame, maybe wearing the Astros hat. He's already got two Cy Youngs and two World Series and three All-Star appearances wearing the H. You know what? If there's another parade this year, and there very well could be, there's another parade this year. Is anybody feeling like, no, he has to be a Tiger? Yeah, I don't think we're feeling <laughs> I like I like that. Yeah, we actually talked about that on the last show. Yes. Uh, so uh, Justin Verlander and Jim Crane have already exchanged uh, texts. And uh, Jim Crane said he texted Justin Verlander. Welcome back. We missed you. Hope you pitch well against us against the Yankees. So he's definitely going to pitch against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. But if you definitely want to see Verlander when he uh, pitches against the Astros at Minute Maid Park, you want to download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And uh, Brett, do you have some more information about Game Time? Yeah, let me tell you, I've used Game Time. It's a phenomenal app. I literally walked up to the stadium, I guess about three weeks ago, and I was like, I want to go to the game. It's like, I don't have a ticket, but you know what? I don't need a ticket. Why? Because I got Game Time. And when I signed up, I used the promo code locked on MLB. I got $20 off my first purchase. Flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets of any kind of event. It's not just Astros tickets, it's basketball, it's the Rockets, it's the Texans, it's concerts. It's because you know you want to go see um, the reunion of New Kids on the Block, right? Well, look, whoever is in town or whoever you like, whether it's a comedian, they've got all the great deals. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit your account 110% the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect before you arrive. And you don't have to worry about planning months in advance. Literally, in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. The tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through your email. So go to the Game Time app, download it, create a profile, use the promo code Locked on MLB for twenty dollars off. Why? Because Game Time is there. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And don't forget the next Astros Guardians game is going to be on Tuesday night, seventeen p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Patrick, we're talking about the boost that Justin Verlander has to this team. We're talking about Kendall Graveman coming back to this team. Two players that left and now they're returning. Two players that are very appreciative and love the atmosphere here. This is what I love about this team. 
versus any other team out there, whether we're talking about the Rangers. Let's talk about the Braves because the Braves, they are slugging out of their mind. And I don't know if you recall back in 2021, we were a massive home run hitting team or a slugfest team. It was either the home run or nothing kind of year. I feel like with this team this year, we the the Braves are a lot like us this year they, that we were in 2021, but we didn't have other things reinforce us. We had injuries on the pitching staff. I think this team is more complete than that 2021 team right now as we speak, and I would put them right now, I would put them up against anybody. Look, I, I, like I said, I think the Astros now are the favorites in the American League once again. I don't care what the records say or who says what. And it just think about it from this perspective. For a team that lost two starters for the entire season and one for two and a half months. For a team that has had Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve play together for, have they even made it to 20 games yet? Michael Brantley hasn't taken a single AB. Right. They're a half game out of first. They're a half game out of first for a team that had a hot start that had basically spent like drunken sailors two years in a row. And this is this is a testament to the depth of what the Houston Astros are. The Houston Astros have been rolling out Brandon Belak and Ronel Blanco in the rotation every day for every, every fifth day for what two months? Dude, if you and I got up there in the in the batter's box against those two guys, I bet we could work out a five-pitch walk. I mean, we're not talking about real good pitchers. Be like it for the most part, uh, gave us better than what you thought you'd ever get from him. Uh, right. Renault Blanco walked a tightrope, somehow got out of a lot of jams. The bullpen certainly saved us. Uh, and believe it or not, once Jordan Alvarez went down, well, Jose Abreu started to pick it up, and Chaz McCormick started to pick it up, and Alex Bregman started to pick it up, and they actually started scoring a half run per game more. This team is starting to hit its stride. And there's a lot of second-half hitters on this team. You should feel really good as an Astros fan about where your team is right now, where they're headed. You know, for teams like, you know, the Rays and the Orioles and the Rangers, they haven't been, you know, the hunted. They've always been hunting whoever's ahead of them. Now it's a little bit different when the target is on your back and everybody's gunning for you. Most teams don't handle that as well as the Astros do. And knowing that there's the Astros right there in the mirror, objects in mirror are closer than they appear. Right there in the rearview mirror, they're running down. Oh, and now they've got Justin Verlander. Yeah. And this is the part of the season where the other teams say, oh, crap, the Astros are back together again. We know what that means. And, and the heads start to hang because they know. It's only a matter of time until the Astros are five games up in the division and they got to come into Houston for the, you know, Astros Invitational, also known as the American League Championship Series. They come here for the Astros Invitational. If you want to go to the World Series, it runs through the juice box. All right. So I would like everybody to kind of close your eyes and picture the situation. This is what Jim Crane said. Dana came running into my office when the Scherzer, when Scherzer was traded. And what was reported on what was given up money-wise? We started penciling that out, and it made sense to make the call. So can you imagine them being like, oh, look, 
look at what they gave up to trade Scherzer. I bet we can get uh, Justin Verlander with uh, and get a whole bunch of money back at the same time. And so uh, Jim Crane said that the reason why they had to let Justin Verlander go is uh, he, they couldn't offer him that money. So basically the Mets bought those prospects. Yes, the Astros are getting a ace pitcher for two year, two and a third years, I guess. Um, and I think they're paying overall about $39 million of that $93 million. So the Mets are giving $54 million. So that's a lot. And Jim Crane says there's there was a lot of money on the table. And it, he also said it's an unprecedented amount of money that they left on the table. And we filled in the gap. So that's how they made it work. And Dana Brown says acquiring a Verlander really stabilizes your rotations. He also said the players we gave up, we really like those players. We think they're big time major league players. We think they have a chance to be everyday players at this level. But at the same time, we don't think that we've depleted the farm system. We we just kind of dipped into it. And he said when sh certain guys become available, you put a full court press Sometimes your priorities shift. So I know a lot of people in the comments have saying, but the Astros said that they're not going after a starting pitcher. Yes, things change. That could also have been jam talk to just uh, kind of misdirection, something like that. But uh, this was awesome. Uh, one th final comment from Dana Brown. He said he talked to multiple teams about left-handed hitters, but almost all of them wanted someone off the Astros major league roster. And Brown made it seem like they weren't interested in trading a major leaguer. So, the, so there was some smoke a little bit earlier. Um, I believe Jeremy Booth from KHOU had said that he had heard three different times that Chas McCormick's name was being floated as a trade piece. And that's probably someone that they were right. looking at. Um, also, apparently there was interest at one point of them talking to the Padres about a starter and a reliever. And we had heard, some rumors about Snell and Hater being floated around. That would that would have been an interesting return, having Hater back. You know, kind of the one that got away um, from the Astros farm system. Um, but I I really like the way things shook out. Um, I think it's funny, and of course, I've any any time I get a chance to throw shade at the Yankees, I do. I love that Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, throw shade at the Dodgers. He didn't he nix a trade to the Dodgers? Yes. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez. Am I, I mean, allowed to flip double rods on this podcast? <laughs> you know you can in your mind, but because let's that not is do essentially it what Eduardo Rodriguez did to the Dodgers. You can do Marcus. There You're you go. Number one in my heart. <laughs> you could do what my ex mother in law says, uh, Martha Stewart's oh. hand puppet. <laughs> Read between <laughs> the lines, baby. Yeah. You know, I, I just I, I really think when it's all said and done that you are going to see a team, I think the life in this team, and I think at times we've seen it in this last month where Eric and I talked a lot. It seemed like at times this club just wasn't having a lot of fun. I mean, they were dealing with a lot of adversity. And I even spoke about this before the season. And Patrick, I don't know where you were. I was just had this feeling that 2022 is almost too perfect that it had to, there had to be a story written this year where adversity and struggles were going to come about that you didn't see in 2022 because the law of averages always play out in baseball, right? Like it can make the most MVP stellar player look like a minor leaguer in a matter of a series, right? So they went through all these, all these 
ups and downs, and here they are. They've weathered the storm. They're built to last. And look, they still got guys like Jacob Melton, who is still a prospect that they have high hopes on. They've got some other guys in the system that I think will contribute down the road, regardless of who they did give up. You know, here's the thing to keep in mind about prospects. Let's go back to the original Justin Verlander trade with the Tigers. That prospect package was centered around Daz Cameron. Anybody seen Daz Cameron playing in Major League Baseball lately? Yeah. Can anybody even remember the other two guys who were in that deal? Probably not. Uh, Jake, none of them ever made Jake anything. Rogers was one, and he was a catcher, and I think he's actually playing with the Tigers now. Not very well. Right. Yeah, he's, he cares. Yeah, he's not. He's not an all star. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know. Does anybody think Patrick Sandoval was a big time guy to give up? He looks like a third, fourth starter. Right. It, it took Joe Musgrove four years and to get out of Pittsburgh before he became the one guy in the Garrett Cole trade who wound up being a good player. Right. Uh, anybody from the from the. Uh, the, the Zach trade, the Zach Ranky deal. Uh, anybody popping out? Seth Beer certainly doesn't look like he's all that. And I know Joshua there's a big Rojas deal about trading bit. him. Yeah. yeah, Josh Rojas, and I've talked about that, is the only guy that has maintained. And actually, he had enough value to go in the trade for Paul Seawall to Seattle from the Diamondbacks. I mean, he's been with them since he left. You know, Patrick, he was the first guy that I ever interviewed, the first major league player or future major league player that I ever had the opportunity to interview back in 2019. Him and Brandon Belak and Colin McKee were my first trio of guys. And I remember being impressed with Rojas when we lost him. I was like, oh, man, we lost Rojas. We lost Beer. We lost Buscakis. We lost Martin. And Rojas is the only one of those four that really has amounted to major league viability. And keep it this way. You know, Drew Gilbert's 22 years old. He is at least two years, maybe three years, from being a major league regular. Uh, Ryan Clifford is 20 years old, which means he is four to five years from being a major league regular. The Astros window is now, not two, three years, right. not four or five years. It's now. And making this deal, yes, you gave up two prospects uh, that were in the top five of, of your system. Uh, they are four and six in the Mets system, by the way. Uh, you gave up two guys from your system that you liked, but the Mets are paying $54 million? You're going to pay $39 million to Justin Verlander over the next two and a half years. You're going to pay Lance McCullers Jr. more than that. I mean, <laughs> the, the fact that Come you on, got Patrick. that much money to take Justin Verlander. I mean, again, Justin Verlander doesn't suck. That dude's the reigning Cy Young Award winner, sporting a second ring from your franchise on his hand right now. You got that guy at a 60% discount cost-wise, and you gave up two prospects. And you have control over them for two more years. Right. And Eric and Eric even Thank talked you, about Uncle he goes, Steve. It, exactly. Eric even said, we kind of put Justin Verlander on layaway. I don't know if you remember layaway. <laughs> yes. um, I remember that he was a thing growing layaway. up. <laughs> that's right. Jace, that's right, man. Go and go and put $5 a month for the next 10 months or whatever it was, man, that, that was a great thing. Now, you know, we, we got different things, but look, if you guys are excited about this trade, if you guys are excited about the Astros postseason charge, well, you should be, and you need to find a place to go watch the Astros. If you don't want to hang out at home, then go hang out with the girls at Hooters. That's right. Hooters makes you happy. They have great wings, great brew. 
And it's a great place to celebrate the Astros going for another World Series with all the specials they have. Check this out. Monday, buy one, get one wings. Tuesdays, $9.99 burgers and fries. Wednesday, buy one, get one boneless wings. Thursday, $19.99 wings and Big Daddy Bundle. Friday, $19.83 crab legs. I mean, you can't go wrong here. Every day they have $3 Blue Moon drafts, $9.99 Michelob Ultra pitchers. No matter the occasion, Hooters is ready to make you happy. Whether you're in Sugarland, Pearland, Galveston, Kima, Katy, Humble. I mean, I, the list goes on. No matter where you turn in Houston, you can find a Hooters. So go hang out where the Locked on Astros guys hang out and make sure that you stop by the store in NASA. Why? Because on August 24th, they are doing a ditch day bus trip. See if there are tickets still available. And actually coming up this weekend, August 5th, it ain't no thing but a chicken wing tailgate. Go get your team registered to cook out and to win prizes. So make sure that when you don't have a place to watch the game, you go to Hooters. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. And you're not able to get to Hooters. You're not able to watch the game. You can listen to the game. The Astros play the Guardians Tuesday, 7.10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast on Sirius XM with the SXM app. Search Astros. Uh, yes. So um, I know that we've kind of talked a little bit about the money involved. I think the money is um, – I think the Mets were trying to get a little bit under – the Steve Cohen luxury tax threshold, but I don't think they did a very good job. They're trying to buy prospects in a way they're trying to rebuild. And I think Justin Verlander and uh, I think Max Scherzer actually kind of leaked it out that he talked to the Mets front office and they basically said, yeah, we're looking towards 2025, 2026 to be competitive again not 2024. So if you're somebody like Justin Verlander, you don't want to be part of a rebuild. You've already done that with the Tigers and uh, you don't want to do that at the, when you're age 40. So you know that Justin Verlander was wanting to get back to Houston and reports are, is that he wanted to come. He probably would have only approved a trade to the Astros. I don't know how much of that is really true, but we know he has a relationship with Jim Crane, and he already has a relationship with Martin Maldonado and the rest of the team. You, you see Alex Bregman say, let's go, um, and then uh, all the other teammates have uh, responded. But I think that uh, Martin Maldonado was the best because not only did he say, let's freaking go, uh, to when he texted Verlander, but he also sent him the gif of Verlander falling on the ground and throwing the ball at his own leg when he was trying to make a play. And so he said, let's go do this. And so um, I think that Martin Maldonado's way of just walking him back. So I think the team, uh, just like Graveman coming back, I think Verlander's going to feel uh, just walk in like he just was out of town for um, half a year couple of things here real quick on that before I have to go, because, you know, I got to go to work and all that fun stuff. Uh, Number one, now that the Mets have bought their prospects and shift off their players, the uh, new team with the highest adjusted uh, CBT payroll is the last place Yankees. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Last place Yankees. (laughs) <laughs> Let them yell uh, bleep Altuve some more from last place. You can look up and kiss our fannies. Uh, with with that, man, I'm telling you, it's it's so great to see the uh, the Yankees failing. Uh, it's also uh, it's it's hard to see the Mets just 
continue to trip all over themselves uh, for me personally. But you know what? Uh, you should talk about the world changed, right? At the beginning of the year, people said, oh, well, the Astros didn't go out and they didn't go get any more additional starting pitching. They had six healthy starters in January. Who the hell are you signing to be the seventh starter slash swingman in Sugarland? That's any good because if that guy's any good, he's signing to be the third starter and getting third starter money somewhere else on one of the other 29 teams that actually needed a third starter. The idea, oh, the Astros, they didn't get anybody. No kidding. They had six. Nobody else had six. Nobody else even had five. So it's kind of like revisionist dummy history of, well, they should have got another star. Who the hell were they going to get that was going to say, I'll be guy number seven. I don't have right. to actually pitch. Sure, I'll take the minimum. I mean, it, it's it's the idiot's argument. And look, nobody blamed the Astros for letting Justin Verlander walk. I didn't right. blame the Astros for letting Verlander walk. JB, thank you very much. Glad you're getting paid like a champion. But we appreciate the two rings you got with us. The world is different, right? Let's go. This isn't going to pitch. Uh, Louis Garcia isn't going to pitch. Uh, Jose Arquidi's mitched two and a half months. Uh, Fromber's been struggling. Javier's been struggling. Hunter Brown's been up and down. Uh, they're fortunate that J.P. France has pitched better than he ever has in his entire career at any level right. since he got here. You know, it's that's one of those, like, you know, sometimes you see older players get this bump uh, when they finally, after they've been passed over, passed over, passed over, they finally get to the major leagues. They, they have a bump because they're so, like, they understand this is their moment. They're not going to pass it up. They're going to be at their best. All right, now so, the Astros have that rotation all back in line again. Man, I'm telling you, this, this was as good a day as we've had uh, since 2017 uh, on an August 31st where everybody around the league should be taking note. Astros are probably going to kick your ass, and you're just going <laughs> to have to deal with it. I also, think big shout out to Dana Brown uh, for his best comment of the day, which was, Remember when I told you guys I wasn't interested in the starting pitcher? I was lying. I was lying. Wait, I, I didn't yeah, see that. Quote. Lying his pants that? off. And, uh, and I was, think I think Patrick Crichton embellished a little bit there, <laughs> but that's great. You know what? And, it was totally quote. Probably it was. Kind it, of was maybe it, sort it was of. a quote. Yeah, you're like you're like maybe Dana Brown. Maybe um, Dana Brown. But but real quick before you go. Um, so just straight up, give us your grades of the the Graveman Verlander trades. Uh, I think the Graveman trade is a solid B plus. Um, you would think that for a reliever, you definitely want to make it eight million dollars. It wouldn't cost you uh, a guy like Corey Lee. But I also think that uh, the reality with Corey Lee is he may not be a major league regular. You know, uh, he he sold out everything to get power a year ago and his average tanked and his on base tanked this year. He's back to hitting for average, but he's not hitting for any power. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure who Corley is right now. And that's not a good place to be if you're a 24, 25 right. year old prospect. Uh, but I think it's a solid B plus the Verlander deal. Um, you know, it's kind of like straight out of a, a Christmas story. Ralphie, a plus, 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 plus. <laughs> we're, we're going through 54 million bucks for Justin Verlander. Thanks, Uncle Stevie. <laughs> yeah, um, that's going to help actually possibly with Kyle Tucker and um, other people down the road. So we'll see if uh, 
if Jim Crane uses that. But Patrick, thank you once again for joining and you're welcome whenever. Where can they listen to your show again? Uh, get me in about 45 minutes, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5 on the uh, ESPN 97.5 app, ESPN97.5.com, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. And of course, on uh, X, Twitter and Instagram at pcrayton one all right. Well, thank you for joining us and um, um, have a great show. And I'm sure you're going to have the same exciting and ener- excited energy there because you what? love yourself some Justin Verlander. Loud and crazy and things like that. No, who, what, what? That's a campy name. <laughs> Appreciate right. you, fellas. Right, That's why we you. love you, man. Thanks. All right, so I'm so glad that he was able to join the show. Thank you, Patrick, once again. But, um, guys, that's all we got for this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. The Astros are about to play the Guardians, um, who no longer have Josh Bell. Um, so this is somebody – this is um, not – it's not a big deal, but they also traded um, another starter, Alex um, – what's his name? Um, Sir. They traded somebody to the Rays yesterday, but uh, I think the Astros did what they needed to do um, at the trade deadline. Uh, they could have gone out and got a left-handed bat, but then they possibly have to trade somebody like a Hunter Brown or a JP France. I, I think the Astros did what they needed to do. Now it's just oh, up yeah. for the offense to just um, just step up. Now the pitching is ready. Now it's time for the offense to step up, be more consistent. I mean, why get greedy? We got Justin Verlander back. I, you know, sorry, Rangers. It's been nice knowing you. Um, I, I just, I, I, I love it. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a certain, uh, there's a certain Dallas media guy that I'm having fun with on Twitter because he, he basically called it Astros Twitter saying that Astros Twitter is like a force They're They, they always come back at you and, they're they're hard to shake and i told him i was like well we actually call you our caddy because you tee up everything so nicely for us he opens mouth and inserts foot so i love that look a half game back let's hope after the show tonight we are a half game up with a defeat of the guardians and a loss by the southern oklahoma texas ranger or southern oklahoma rangers um the arlington rangers so look there's nothing more exciting and Justin Verlander coming back other than another World Series. So as we charge towards that goal, myself and Eric Demand Heisman will have you up to date. Thank y'all for hanging out with us for so many shows. Hey, I'll be back tonight with y'all. So don't forget about us. Make sure you hit the icon to notify yourself when we go live so that you can be with us and hang out and get your thoughts on the show. We're and make it every day. Make us your first listen, and uh, the Rangers did trade for Austin Hedges, so their um, their woes are fixed. So, so we'll see you <laughs> later, and go Strokes. Enjoy the Rangers. Enjoy it while it lasts.